Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel and I'm here with my husband, Zach, where your purpose really is our passion. We believe that God has set you apart to win your world. And we're so grateful that you are joining us on whatever platform you've chosen to. Today, you can find the podcast on all platforms. And if you like it, you can subscribe. When you like it. When you you like it. it, You can share it with your friends. And we would love to hear, just as you listen today, to what is encouraging to you or what questions you might have in response. Go ahead and throw those in the comments as well. Today is going to be super impactful. And a lot of times we get ready for podcasts and stuff. There's a certain demographic of people that it may not hit as much, like when we do one on parenting or something like that. But today is really it's going to impact everybody. And so I know I say this every time, hey, as you listen and there's something that impacts you and you know it would impact somebody else, again, just hit that, hit that copy link or that share and send it to them. Well, today there is most definitely going to be an opportunity to share this with somebody who is going to be so, so encouraged because this weekend or this week we are talking about healing. Yeah, super grateful that we have some stories. We have some special guests that are going to join us today and just talk a little bit about what they've experienced. So this isn't all theory. We just wanted to talk through people's real stories. Yeah, and so when it comes to healing, you've got uh, different sides of people's outlook on it, right? You know, know, and we're talking about supernatural healing. So we're not trying to hide from that. We're talking about supernatural healing, whether it be physically, spiritually, relationally, whatever that might be. And so Rachel and I, just to be uh, super transparent with you, Rachel... uh, Go ahead, say it. ...can, in my opinion, sometimes over-spiritualize some things. Yeah, and, how can uh, you be too spiritual? Well, babe, whenever, you know, what would whenever the you Lord hit, say you hitting red right lights here. is a spiritual attack because you're 10 minutes late, that being, you I know. sometimes the enemy's after you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's You're after you. That's self-sabotage. Either sometimes way. Sometimes I'm irresponsible. I say that. Uh, most get a, a jab at Rachel. No, but I, I say that because... It, as we go through our time today, as we hear some of these stories, uh, you, there will be some times where you have to wrestle with how you feel. Because, I mean, there's some things I've prayed for for years and years. Uh, there's yeah. some that Rachel and I are going through our life right now with one of our kids uh, that I was just holding him last night in my arm and just looking at him and just praying, you know, Lord, would would you let this not be an issue for him? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it doesn't always go exactly how you want it to go. Uh, but a verse that we really cling to, and we believe it's big for our life, but mm-hmm. also where we pastor at Faith Promise, which is Revelation twelve eleven. This says, "We overcome the enemy, uh, which is the which is the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus' sacrifice on the cross." I think most believers are pretty unashamed about that. But we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I feel like uh, how the culture has made. Faith private is such a such a lie, such a trick of the enemy uh, mm-hmm. to keep that verse powerless uh, because we don't live it out. You know, first of all, a lot of times if you're not sh- sharing your faith, the blood of the lamb part isn't being covered, but especially the word of your testimony. Yeah, the which gospel. Is, it's your greatest part of your testimony mm-hmm. that Jesus rescued you. Right, and but the but the 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 word of our testimony. We'll talk to some people who are healed today. So before we invite our first guest and some of our friends, is there anything else you want to add to that around healing or what we're going to talk about today? No, I think um, I would just keep your mind open. Sometimes we hear a, a, a topic. So if you're still listening, you haven't you know shut it off already. 
that just like you said, sometimes you're like, well, that's just, that is not real or this didn't really happen for them. And I think it takes a lot of courage to, to allow the Lord to soften your heart and just to hear what God has done. You may have thought or lived a certain way for, you know, all your life. And all of a sudden this story might seriously, um, reveal to you that there, that God has something more for you. Mm -hmm. Um, or that maybe you have misjudged God. Maybe there's more to him than you could have imagined, which is the reality of the situation. So, uh, just as we share our stories and Zach and I've experienced healings, Mm -hmm. um, just that your heart would be, you just allow your heart to be soft. That's right. And I think it's important to remember last thing I'm invite, uh, some of our, some of our best friends in is whenever you look at scripture, and, you know, there's 66 books in the Bible, Old New Testament. There's four, which are called the Gospels, which are Jesus's ministry. And if you wanted to look at, like, the most pure poor of the culture that Jesus wanted, it's going to be in those four Gospels. And you see in those Gospels, Jesus performs signs and wonders. You see Jesus heal people. You see Jesus love people. You see Jesus rebuke people. You see all of those things but just something I want to point out to you, and sometimes I have to point out to myself to be totally candid with you, is that when we see Jesus do ministry, we do see healing. Mm-hmm. When we see Jesus do ministry, we see demons cast out. When we see Jesus do ministry, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it always makes all the sense, right? It doesn't fit perfectly in a theology book, right? You know, it's, it's because it's, I mean, it's supernatural. It's mm-hmm. eternal. It's something beyond... To our total comprehension. So again, we'll 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 hop to it because these stories are so powerful. But I just wanted to prime the pump for what you're believing. I want to prime the pump for your sharing. I want to prime the pump for you to live by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. So let's take a minute and invite in some of our friends. Okay, so we're here with some of our best friends. Mostly Leah, but also her husband, Jason, too. No, uh, these are some of Rachel and I's absolute best friends. They pastor out at our Blunt campus, uh, and they're, we love them so much. But as we talked about, as we were kicking off, you know, one of the things that we really hope to be a cornerstone in our walk with God is Revelation twelve eleven. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about healing, uh, we experienced a pretty miraculous healing together. And so we just wanted to hear some testimonies today. So could you guys walk us through that testimony of healing? Yeah, 100%. Sure. Yeah, thank you for asking us. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, so it was uh, December of 2017, and um, we were at the Farragut campus together at that time. And went, to, went to church that morning, and um, I wasn't feeling great. No, wasn't sure what was going on. Went home. Still not feeling incredible. Hurt, pain in my side, just really, really bad. Um, I guess kind of starting to like just set the stage. I have a I have a blood disorder I've dealt with since like 2008, hmm. and um, so um, don't doesn't really cause that many problems, but um, um, just something I deal with kind of all the time. And um, so I was like, gosh, is this anything to do with this? I wasn't, wasn't sure. Um, called my doctor. He said, hey, go ahead, go ahead and go to the ER. So we went to UT. And um, did some CTs, all the tests that they do, you know, mm-hmm. um, during that. And um, uh, my doctor came in, and um, the emergency room doctor came in, and uh, he said, "Hey, uh, got some got some bad news for you." He said, um, 
uh, we found a large mass on your kidney. I know sometimes we, mm-hmm. the pancreas or the lung. I or, get my organs mixed up <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, time. Every yeah, time I tell a yeah. story, it's a different organ. Yeah, it's great. I've lost all my organs. You tell me with you, but so it was on, on the kidney, on my right kidney, and this large mass, like over a golf ball size mass. And so they rescanned and scanned, and and this this mass was there. And uh, he just said, he said, "Are you a are you a praying person?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I'm a I'm a Jesus follower. I'm a Christian." And and he goes, uh, well, we're just going to pray. And this massive man, you remember this it's massive huge. man just lays on top of me and just starts crying out to God. He was wow. crying. Yeah, he was crying. Oh, it was crazy. crazy. And so, um, um, and he looks at me, he goes, hey, uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll figure out the course of action, but your, your kidney, your kidney will be in a bucket probably tomorrow. Yeah. Have a surgery to take this out. And they felt like because of his blood condition that it was cancerous. And he said, you're going to, you're going to need to get your kids up here. You're going to talk to your kids. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, okay. it's crazy. So we, and sur- we surgery is a big deal because of that blood issue and oh, the yeah. medicine that you were on for it. Yeah, blood thinners and and all of that. So, um, so yeah, that was a big deal. But like telling us to get our kids up there, I forgot yeah. like how mm-hmm. crazy that was, right? Oh, so wow. we did, and and we're we're talking to them, and and um, man, you um, it just kind of overwhelming. It's it's kind of crazy. I'd had in my quiet time, just right before that, the day before of Isaiah forty one thirteen. Um, for I'm the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Wow. And I just, I had that just in my mind. I'd, I'd actually like taken a screenshot, had it on my phone, and I just started like just praying that like mm-hmm. over and over and uh, just really felt like God speaking to me uh, and us through that. And um, so we called you not long after that, and um, um, you prayed with us on the phone and, and everything like that. And um, And so... Uh, we we got in a room and they mm-hmm. said they wanted to continue doing tests and so we saw a doctor and um, uh, it was in the middle of the night but they ordered like an MRI and uh, of course we had been praying talking to friends and, and family and um, just trying to really get ourselves to a place of faith and it's hard when yeah. you're in that that situation. The fear to, was just gri- it was just gripping. Yeah. And so so uh, why why do you think that is? So I think that I mean you guys have been in ministry. Yeah. Really, your whole life, you know, you guys pastor a campus. What, I mean, why do you think that is? Why do you think it's hard to work up faith if you like, like what you yeah. said, like get yourself to a place of faith yeah. when, like, we have that faith? But you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we, we, we talked about that, that people, right now, there's people out there struggling with the healing they haven't received or yeah. some, their family hasn't received. Mm-hmm. So, what, why, why do you think that was that you had to work yourself to a place? I, I've had to. It's not, but, but I mean, what? I think it's the, the doctors were not encouraging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they didn't have good words to say or anything positive. And, and from my, my seat, I was going to be a widow mm. with three young kids because he, he was going to die. And that yeah. was really how they laid it out, you know, and it got worse as the night went on, the things they were saying, um, it just continued to get worse, and so you, 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 you want your faith to be there, but the facts, the medical facts, were coming at us hard. So I think that's so interesting. It's something you got. You guys don't know, Leah. You're not a negative person. No, not at all. You know, so no, like you, you, you're so like you being a widow or like you raising kids by like that. That's never your vibe. Like you're not the hypochondriac of the relationship, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? No. And so, you know, you're the ray oh of God. sunshine, right? Um, so, but I just think that's interesting because we, we talk about the content that we're taking in yeah. and how it impacts our outlook. And mm-hmm. so I think you just said it without being prompted. Hey, this is what the doctor said. Mm-hmm. And then, and then 
what they have to say is fact, and mm-hmm. what I think over here about God is is faith. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and just in our world today, we so we so elevate this over mm-hmm. the fact over faith. I that's a great word. I think I think we also always want control. <laughs> control, right? That was the other and thing so I was thinking. There was no control in that situation, and so. If you know me, mm-hmm. I'm already Googling, like, how do you live with one kidney? Obviously. You know, so how do you, what does this look like? Sure, a lot and, of positivity yeah, on those yeah, sites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who's, who's overcome this cancer, in, you know, yeah. in, in one? So, like, kidney cancer and, you know, how you do this. So um, just just really going down that road, but just zero control, yeah. right? And so, like she said, it did kind of get worse. We got into uh, the room, and so they said they are going to do the MRI, and I think it was like 1 or 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. something like that. So they took me, put me in the tube, and it really was in the... I hate MRI tubes anyway. Does anybody love MRI tubes? I've always seen them on movies. It looks terrible. It's horrible. And so, uh, But it was in that, in that tube. I, I had this crazy mix of like just straight up like fear because I'm processing all this, and then at the same time, just God's peace because that verse, I just kept on thinking this, and like, he's got this, he's got this, and just this overwhelming like peace mm-hmm. in that moment. And I like to think like in that tube somewhere, I, I really feel like I was was healed. I'll talk more about that. But, yeah. but we come back to the room, and we're just kind of uh, hanging out. And Leah is also not a rule breaker, but she actually um, – couldn't sleep good in the chair, so we got this tiny little hospital bed. <laughs> she crawls in there and like with me, and we're like sleep. We're trying to I sleep. Spent a lot of time there because I thought you were dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, it's like, amazing what's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I just I needed to be very close. And, yeah, and we cried a lot and we yeah. prayed a lot. We didn't sleep very no, much. No, but then then but, this this uh, younger doctor comes in in the middle of the night and he says, uh, "Hey, have you had your MRI?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, they told you what we're thinking." And I don't think he was supposed to say what he he said right. and, and um, never saw him again. But he said, hey, we're thinking um, because of your blood condition, and this is in your kidney, it's connected connected to your renal system. Um, our, our thought is that this has most likely spread um, not just through your kidney, but most likely all through your body up into your, your organs. And we're just really hoping it's not like fully in your lungs and your and your uh, even into your, like your heart, yeah. And like I didn't even know that was a thing, right? Right. So you talk about like terrified. We go from like you know zero to sixty like super quick, and Gosh. and he walks out, and we're just like just laying there, just kind of devastated. Go from like, hey, I might lose a kidney to like, hey, this might be yeah. like, yeah. And what does this look like? He said, most likely we'll get that MRI result. And um, it was like three a.m. Three a.m. at that our, point. Yeah, all of our friends are in yeah, bed. And yeah, and we'll get that, and we'll we'll make a, a plan of action, like for surgery. Probably send you home for Christmas, and then you come back and have the surgeries afterwards. Um, so that was pretty devastating. Mm-hmm. That next morning, you guys came up, um, you and Rachel, um, some other friends of ours right. from from Blunt Campus. Um, I remember looking around the room and. The people that were there were, you know, just some very important people yeah. in our life, and yeah. like, what, but hey, before anybody leaves, yeah, one of my, yeah, one of my pastors uh, growing up, and and so we just all prayed. And I know you remember that mm-hmm. moment, but um, I just have never experienced um, the presence of God like I had experienced yeah. in that room, and um, so it was crazy. You know, we prayed and prayed. I think I squeezed your hand yeah. um, to death. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but it was it was uh, it was just a special time, and I I knew in that moment like, hey, we're going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be okay. And um, so you guys left. Um, um, some others left. And the last couple was still there that had prayed with us. And the two main heads of urology walk in from UT and, and had walked into the room. And like you just had this sense, like this is this is where you find out, you right. know, what's going to go on. And, um, and, and so Leah's mom is still in there. We're in there. And he, he said, Mr. Hans, I've got some news for you. And... Um, 
uh, about your test. And um, I said, okay. So you're, again, you're just bracing yourself. Yeah. And he says, uh, um, he said, hey, we got the test back and we really just don't understand these results because we had, you'd had multiple scans. He said, but um, uh, that mass that was there is not there mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And um, he said, uh, he said, I really don't know how to explain this. And we just, I just, I don't Jason remember. Jason jumped, jumped out of the bed. It, yeah. He had IVs in both arms. And I was like, oh! <laughs> you know, like he just left yeah. out of the bed. And we Which were is just, not, that's not Jason either. No. Just jumped out of the hospital bed. Yeah. But, but uh, go hug these guys. And like, I, I just, you're, you're so taken back, but you're like, I just kept, I remember I said, I don't, I don't understand this. He said, you don't, he said, you don't understand. We just prayed for a miracle. Yeah. And the doctor looked at me and it just crazy. Like, it's like a movie script. He goes, well, son, you just got your miracle. And so it was crazy. So we kept on asking questions and stuff like that. And he said, hey, I don't have all these answers. Let me go get the test. So the two guys left. They came back. We're just pray- we just instantly prayed and just like thanking Jesus for, for that healing and um, just amazing. Uh, they come back in the room. We're just, we're not even trying to compose yeah. yourself, right? You're just like, we were just, it was crazy because we're, shout- we're shouting. And um, he comes back in and he says, um, Hey, you know, here's here's the test. Here's what they said. And I said, Hey, I just I'm having trouble wrapping my head around this. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure this is right? And um, he said, uh, I said because it it just doesn't make sense. And he said, I said the guy came in the middle of the night and it sounded like a death sentence. And again, another movie like screen. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, Well, sir, your your death sentence just got revoked. Yeah. And um, just crazy. And and they they thought it was miraculous. Yeah. They had not experienced wow. anything. It so, was so cool from that point on, every doctor referred to it as a miracle. And yeah. so like, if you go back to what I said, like I was, I was losing my faith based on these facts. Yeah. And then the only thing the doctors have to say is yeah. it's a miracle. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's unbelievable. So cool. It's so cool to be a yeah. part of. And so we, we have, we have always tried to tell that as a part of our testimony. And with, with that blood condition that I have, I, I mean, I'm still, I still am believing for complete healing for yep. that. Right. And so I feel like we're in this interesting space where we've experienced healing, we've experienced deliverance. That's something that so many people never get to experience. Yeah. But we're still walking in this place where we're believing for more. And right. we, we walk in that every day. And we've seen so many amazing things. God is so good, and it really strengthened our faith so much. It really gave me the faith that, hey, I can step out and and do uh, what God's called me to do right. for ministry um, because He's whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to do, and yeah. he's, he's got me. You know, right. he holds my right hand. That's right, and I don't have to be afraid. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, we'll be a little over time, but Sorry. I, I just want no. I want yeah. to bring I want to bring something else up, so it'd be on me. But because you mentioned, I think you mentioned, you know, the the blood disorder still praying, asking God to move on that. Yeah, I think everybody has things um, that. We're, we're praying that God will do. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends that aren't saved. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you guys, you know, some of those things. But I remember a moment in our life where God didn't move, where we wish that he did. It's, it's your business, but I'll share it. Uh, and um, <laughs> But just so we talk about this for a moment, because I think what's important is the moment I'm about to share was, it was devastating, but this moment mm-hmm. still happened after, you know, whenever mm-hmm. your your dad passed away. Yeah. Which, how old was Ken? Um Late sixties, you know. Yeah. I mean, and was fine. Yeah, you know. I, mean, I wasn't long when I saw him. Yeah. He threatened to rip my earrings out, you know. <laughs> and uh, and you know, had that had that massive heart attack. And um, I remember, you know, I mean, we didn't leave the hospital much. Yeah. You know, I know y'all never did, but we didn't leave the hospital much. And um, 
I feel like everything that God wanted to be done was done. You know, like we, you guys were kind to everybody. I remember your mom, even though she's not totally healthy, went and got all of his Gideon Bibles that he had left, yeah. passing them out, yeah. you know, to, to people. And uh, I, I still remember, I have a video, I don't know if you have it, I, yeah. I, yeah it, but whenever they came in and told us that, you know, Ken had passed away, and I think your mom collapsed a little bit, yeah. and then you get down there and you're holding her, and then y'all just start singing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, it's just, uh, just a really special moment, but we prayed the same. Like, I, I don't think that we prayed anything better no. when we were praying for your dad than when we were praying for you. But uh, I just I was just really struck whenever you were listening because I love I love you know you guys in general but you know you know the the healing you experienced I think a lot of people never experience that point B right. because that A moment so robs them of it, it makes the fact like mm-hmm. like the facts are what matter and the faith matters none how how can you keep a a faith of, you know, believing for the miraculous whenever you haven't seen it, when you hope for it. I know I, d- I didn't prepare you guys for this question, yeah. but I feel like that's where a lot of people are. Yeah. And you jump in after after this. I mean, I um, I just trust God so much. Um, and I think it's been through experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I trust Him that He is He's in control uh, and He's sovereign. And if it's something that He is letting into my life, um, it's for a purpose and it yeah. is for my good. You know, um, I believe he does work Romans eight twenty eight all things together for That's good, right. according to to uh, uh, for for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So I know he does that, and um, I've lived it, and and we distrust him. It's like if he's letting this in, mm-hmm. it's it's for his glory, and it's for my good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I I just I try to keep that in perspective. Now that doesn't mean you have that bad news and you don't try to figure it out or try to control or try to fix what you can. But at the end of the day, Zach, I mean, we really, we try to live our life that way where he's, yeah. he's in control no matter what mm-hmm. happens. And I, th- I think about that song, um, we sing the same God, mm-hmm. it, no matter what our day looks like, you know, he's the same God, no matter what you face or what the news is, he's the same. Yeah. And we That's have fine. to remind ourselves of that. Yeah. Yeah. You want to sing some of that for us? Um, no, not right now. <laughs> no, not right, not right now. Later, next, 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 next time. Next time. Uh, we did just celebrate Easter, and I think it's so. For most, it seems so ironic. It's Good Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's the day he died. You know, you would think if anything, it'd be Good Sunday. Yeah, you know, whenever yeah. whenever he rose, but it was Good Friday because I mean, he. It, there's not anything that's good that we have now that is not made. Available because of that, mm-hmm. That's right. you know. And you always think, you always think about that thief on the cross. How good it was! What a good day it was for him. But um, I just lead to what you said. You know, Romans eight twenty eight. It's all it's all leading to to his good. You know, so he's got that plan. So thank you guys so much. Uh, so so grateful um, for you guys sharing this with us. Y'all are amazing. We love you guys so much. And so we're actually going to jump uh, for, to Rachel, who's with Miss Deanna, to hear another amazing testimony of God moving. I love Jason and Leah's story, not just because of what they experienced, which is great, but they still continue to trust God in the waiting as they await more healing. And um, they are so honest about the hard 
things of following Jesus, but the incredible joy of salvation. It is just so good. And I'm really excited that I've got my dear friend, Deanna, with me. And we're going to just talk a little bit about her story and her testimony of what she's experienced. So Deanna, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience of healing? Why don't you give us a little bit of background first? Yes. So it started when I lived in Atlanta and I fractured 18 ribs with a sneeze. That's intense. That's intense. Um, And basically what it did is it caused my brain to fire pain and I ended up with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And so for 15 years, I had suffered a very severe case of fibromyalgia where um, clothes hurt, sheets hurt, hugs hurt. Mm. I was just in a lot of pain all the time. Hey, what was it like when you, um, because you continue to follow Jesus Yes. throughout that season, what would you say is one thing like while you were doing that, you're just like, this is what allowed for me to continue to stay faithful to the Lord? Well, that it was it was difficult at times because I begged mm-hmm. to be healed. Um, I tried to be a better Christian at times, and of course, that is not how God works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided that praising Him and being close to Him and leaning into Him was the best thing I could do for me. And if this was just how it was going to be. The best way for my health mm-hmm. was to be close, as close to him as I could be and continue to um, live my life in ministry mm-hmm. and, um, and minister to others mm-hmm. that you can live a life like that and still be in ministry and still love God and praise God and... Um, and, be, and love him and yeah, be happy and yeah. be joyful. Yeah, that's so uh, so good. So you have this um, intense sneeze. And then 15 years later, what happened? 15 years later, I'm sitting at Faith Promise at the Global Leadership Conference. And I had been in those very uncomfortable chairs for two days. And quite frankly, the second day, I almost wasn't going to attend because I had hurt so badly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went and this woman from Africa Mm -hmm. was giving her testimony and speaking. And she was talking about the Rwanda um, experience, the thing that had happened between the Rwanda and, and the Tutsi tribes mm-hmm. and the genocide that had taken place. She was talking about forgiveness and how she had struggled to forgive the tribe, the genocide had, that had taken place and that those that had killed the family members mm-hmm. in her tribe. And that the... the um, the process that it took for her to be able to then forgive her. And she actually had taken a a part of the Lord's Prayer out of the Lord's Prayer about forgive me my sins as I forgive others because she could not do that. Um, 
And then eventually she met another woman who had been part of the other tribe, and she said that she realized that she was, that woman was just as upset about what had happened Mm. as she was. And in those conversations, excuse me, she learned to forgive her. Wow. And so she challenged us in the audience at the conference to ask God, who was it that we needed to forgive? And that's really challenging because I would say today you could ask that question <laughs> and be like, ooh, I, I, don't, I don't always um, feel very comfortable being asked those kinds of questions. Exactly. And so I bowed my head and I asked God, well, Lord, who, you know, who do I need to forgive? And he said, your mom. And I had had a very tumultuous relationship with my mother growing up and I said, no, God, you're wrong. I forgave my mother a long time ago. It's never good to argue with God, but I did. (laughs) And God said, no, Deanna, you did not, Mm. which kind of surprised me. But I said, okay, then God, I forgive her. And I cried and I forgave her. And in that split second, God supernaturally healed me of that fibromyalgia. I had zero pain, and I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I've been healed before mm-hmm. supernaturally, but when you have pain and have lived for 15 years, from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, every nerve on your body hurts, and suddenly it's gone, I, I didn't know what to do with that. Wow. Yeah, because I remember um, right after, so we're sitting and we're at church. This is a simulcasted event. Like, it's not like there's these live speakers in the room. We're watching this screen. There's a couple hundred people all there just to grow in their leadership skills. And uh, you found me afterwards, and um, this crazy thing just happened. I I don't hurt anymore. And, um, you know, it's always, which we have um, a healing weekend coming up. And so if you're, you can participate online or in person at any of our campuses. And it's always an incredible experience to have time set aside where you can go and have hands laid on you, you know, where you can bring that, you know, um, and, and be prayed over. But it's incredible that it just affirms one, you don't have to be in the room. So if you are online, participating online at church or whatever, like God can heal you anywhere. That's right. But um, it wasn't even a special healing moment. That's right. <laughs> it was. It was a leadership conference. It was a leadership conference. And um, so what did it for you, that has to be super, I mean, like you have to wrestle and reconcile with this. Hey, well, for 15 years I served you and then I did this. And now, now I experienced that. And for some of us listening, and for me, even I wrestle, I'm, I'm a performance, you know, junkie. I want to perform really well because if I do really good, then you'll love me more. Right. Um, I'm still growing too. Right. And, um, I, it's really hard sometimes to wrestle with that dichotomy. Hey, well, if I, cause she said, I tried to be a better Christian. Yep. That didn't give me healing. Um, that's not how God works. So if, you know, just. Would you just talk for just a second about how, how, how did you reconcile that? Well, it's once I got over what had actually happened and quite frankly talked through it with some people, you come to realize it had nothing to do with 
that I forgave my mother. Mm-hmm. I think he used that as a way for me to get closer to him and really obtain everything he had for me. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to um, take, so so to speak, get to that next level with him and yeah. experience that, mm-hmm. um, it became a stepping stone for me to talk to others about how do you experience everything he has for you? Yeah, that's so good. Um, you know, God doesn't heal us just because we do the right thing. That's right. He doesn't want us to come after him for the healing. Right. He wants us to come after the healer. Right. Um, and I love that, that you, when you forgave your mom, what that physical healing was for you. And I think we see this in the gospels as well. When Jesus heals, it wasn't about the healing. It was about the moment after the healing. Right. So for you, it was, hey, I have so much more intimacy. I have more sanctification. Yes. I have more gifts yes. for you to walk in. Um, and you've experienced more healing since um, that experience. I have. Um, and you have some healing we, you know, continue to wait on. And uh, so just if you were going to say, hey, this was my just knowing who God is and trusting him. If you're like, hey, I know, I know that God is who he says he is. Even in that 15 years, um, what would you say if somebody, let's say, you know, the scriptures, Paul talks about how he walked with that thorn in his side and nobody knows like exactly what it is. There's all kinds of speculation, but we can speculate all day. Um, He doesn't detail it. Right. And um, so, hey, you had come to this place where you said, hey, I'm cool if this is the thorn in my side. Right. Right. Yep. Um, so, uh, how would you, how did you reconcile that part of your walk with Christ? Cause I think for some of us, we're going to experience healing. I think a lot of people are going to get healed this coming weekend at faith promise and, um, online, I believe just as we're listening to this podcast, there are people who are going to ask God, like right now, like, why don't you just ask God, we're just going to take a second. Let's just be really weird and crazy and just ask the Lord right now, if there's something you need physical healing for, put your hand on your body where you need it and just say right now, Lord, I'm asking you to heal this. In right. Jesus' name, um, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of the Lamb, I just receive healing for this. And there's people who right now, I believe they were healed. Um, so not being able to understand any of it, right? Because we're, we're people. How did you reconcile that moment? Like, what was that moment like for you where you said, if this is the thorn in my side and I walk with this forever, I'm still going to love you and I'm going to serve you? Well, you look at, for me, it was... Looking at what Jesus went through for us, that was an inc- an incredible sacrifice. Mm. And the Bible doesn't say that being a Christian is going to be easy, yeah, and that we're all going to suffer, right? So if that was that was the thorn in my side for him, then that was okay. Mm. If that was what I was going to have, and I could still serve him, and I could still love him, and I could still serve others for him, then that was okay. That's so good. It's so beautiful. I'm so grateful you shared your story with us today, Deanna. It's so good. Thank you. um, I'm really excited to watch how God continues to use you. Thank you. We are so grateful that people are willing to really be vulnerable and share their stories. These stories are personal and they have made them very public, Um, not just here on the podcast, but they have shared their testimonies with friends and family on social media 
to see God's, um, to really see God glorified. And I'm really grateful that there are people who are living by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And you could hear, and they even mentioned it, um, what it meant for them to share their story, what it does for them as they wait for what is, um, what they're waiting on God for now. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you I'm sure as you listen to it, maybe you cried, maybe you got goosebumps, maybe you were, I don't know, I'm sure that there was the full gamut of emotions as you were listening and watching those stories. But I just want to encourage you to press in for the healing that you're asking God to work right now, whether it's in your family or in the in the in the lives of somebody in your family or a friend or something like that, that you would press in, that you would pray, that you would believe. And I just, I'm so burdened that we wouldn't let our walk with God. I'm so burdened that we wouldn't let our outlook on Christianity and and all, all the things as it pertains to Jesus. I'm, I'm so burdened that we don't let that be commandeered and um, structured and uh, overshadowed by how culture says it should be, it could be. You know, again, it's just hard to hear somebody say that Christianity is the same as everything else, um, and it's it's a fairy tale and all these kind of things, and not be not let that rob your outlook on it. Not mm-hmm. let it again. And well, it just depends on what what uh, generation you are. But there's a talking head that I would say talks to every generation that says that Christianity walk with God like the supernatural is silly. And we, we can't ignore that if you're ingesting that content, if that is a part of your life, you can't ignore that like it doesn't impact you and how you view it. And mm-hmm. so what if we're not careful when it comes to your support, you are before you're anything else, you are a supernatural being. You're a son or a daughter of the most high. If you believe that when you die, you're going to go to heaven or hell for eternity, then I would so encourage you to live this, you know, 60, 80, 100 years that you get on this earth for a supernatural purpose and healing and signs and wonders and the gospel are, I mean, it's just, it's such a massive part of that. Well, and healing, just the topic requires great humility. We do not, like God's ways are not our ways. And to be arrogant and prideful that we could understand all about it and fully conceptualize how God operates. That's just, um, it will steal from us what really like we, we have to approach all of that with humility. And sometimes if you haven't experienced your healing yet, you might've listened today and been angry um, or hurt. Like just, um, God, I don't know why you wouldn't heal me. Just like when we were praying over our kid, God, we don't know why you haven't healed him of this. And um, instead of getting mad at God, I can choose to try and operate out of my own understanding, which is flawed and sinful and broken, or I can choose to trust God in his perfection. So as you wrestle with the thought of and the topic of healing and what God can do and who he is, remind yourself what the word says about God, that he's holy, which means he's perfect. That means everything that he does, we can trust it because it's not literally, it is a way outside of us. Yeah. And whenever you're thinking about if you haven't gotten healing that you're praying for mm-hmm. or whatever, just two little things that we think about. One of them we got from Bethel Church. And whenever they talk about prayer for something like this, they call it push. P-U-S-H, pray until something happens. Push. Um, and so, which again, his ways, not our ways, his 
his thoughts are not our thoughts. And so however much we have to pray and ask for something or walk through something, again, he knows what's best, right? Uh, but, <clears throat> excuse me, I would also say in James 5, in James 5, 16 and 17, you know, it says if you're sick, come come before, uh, you know, the, the people of the church, the elders of the church, and let them pray for you, you know, so that you might be healed. And so one part of that is, you know, we go to God, and I think this is something that we so miss. We go to God for forgiveness, and we go to each other for healing. That's mm-hmm. biblical. James 5. Look it up. James 5. So we go to God to, for forgiveness. No, no one else can forgive your mm-hmm. sins, but we can receive healing by being prayed for for other people. There's power in confession. Yeah, and, but we get so, we get so um, you know, we, we don't want to be too prideful and pray, oh, like my prayers could heal somebody. Well, biblically, that's just not true. You know, the prayer of a righteous one, which is verse uh, 16 of James 5, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, mm-hmm. you know? And so, again, going back to, hey, have I, I, there's something I'm asking God to do. Like, are we are we allowing people to come? And are you willing to go up every week that you go to church? Are you willing to go up every week and have somebody pray for you? Or do you have that humility to go up every week and say, will you pray? Will you, pr- will you hold my hand? Will you pray with me? Will you pray over me? You know, do we, do we have that kind of humility? Or are we frustrated because it hasn't happened in our time in an hour way. Again, that's not that's not easy, but these are just some scriptures that help me whenever I get a little frustrated with God's timing. Well, and Jesus talks about a woman who bangs on the judge's door. She's begging for justice. She's mm. asking for something, and she goes every stinking day. Calls her a nag. Yeah, you wouldn't know what that's I like. I wouldn't know what that's Mm-mm. like. I've, but, I've read about it. And she does. She beats on that guy's door every day asking for justice asking for this. And, and Jesus says, Hey, this is how I want you to pursue me. Not, not just like the thing you need, but really ultimately the greatest thing you need, you need Jesus, you need the Holy spirit, you need sanctification and God will align your will and desires with his will and desire and yeah. give you grace for what he's asked you to walk in right now. Yeah. And um, so you can bang on that door every single day. And as you go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you can trust he's going to meet you right there. And he may not give you what you want, but he's going to definitely give you what you need, yeah. which is the Holy Spirit. So we're, we're really grateful that we um, got to share these stories with you today. And we hope that you are encouraged. And if we, um, uh, I really hope that we would be people who would live by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we yeah. hope you have an amazing purpose-filled week and we'll see you back here next time. 